Hi there, Rachel Barbo here, your host uh, for the last couple of weeks of these ranking interviews with Rob Mullins, the chair of the College Football Playoff Committee. And it all comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, championship weekend, uh, the end of the season. Obviously, we just finished the regular season. We have championship weekend to go. We'll talk to Rob Mullins about how the committee views championship weekend. That was one of the questions that came in. Just want to thank you for amazing participation. Thank you for loving the sport like we do. And it is my honor, my extreme honor every single week to be able to take you behind the curtain. Some of the coolest things I've been able to do twice in my life is be inside that mock selection committee and, uh, and actually pretend to be a member of the committee so I could understand it and so that I could explain it to you. Um, I, I really do want to empower you. And that's my goal and my job to empower you to understand the process more so that you can be an even smarter college football fan. So with that, let's welcome in, I call him the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Mullins, the chair of the College Football Playoff Committee. Hello, Rob, how are you? I'm doing great, Rachel, how are you tonight? I am fantastic. I'm wearing the brand. I mean, it's a uh, it's a good night for college football as we march towards the final rankings after championship weekend. Uh, let's start there. I did have a fan ask me this and, and ask to relay, how important are the conference championships and how are they discussed inside that ring? Well, and I think we've talked about it on here before, you know, when the commissioners drew up the idea for the college football playoff selection committee, they gave four criteria in no priority order, no weighted um, and conference championships is one of those four, obviously head to head uh, common opponents and, and schedule strength, but conference championships is one of those. So it does matter. I only listed four. Again, it's not in priority order, but um, it's an important one. All right, Rob, got a lot of questions this week. I, I might bounce around a little bit, but what I've learned about you is that you can handle even the grilling. So we'll, we'll uh, roll with it. <laughs> we'll start here. Baylor made a huge and significant jump. What were the reasons behind the respect uh, or the jump that Baylor made? Well, I think it was three weeks ago. They obviously uh, played uh, Oklahoma uh, tough, uh, had a big lead at halftime. Um, and then they followed that up, even though it was a loss uh, against the highly ranked Oklahoma team. They followed it up with an impressive win over Texas uh, and then closed out the season uh, with a big win over Kansas. So, um, you know, they, they've, they, they've proven it every week. Uh, only one loss against what is now our number six team. Um, and early on, they had some some close games. They, they found a way to win. Um, but now here coming down the stretch, particularly the last three weeks, uh, they've looked really impressive. All right, Rob, a top seven meetup in the Big 12 championship. What will you be looking for in that game other than the obvious, which is head to head? Well, that's it. You, you, you have another head to head matchup. Um, and we'll be watching all the conference championship games. Um, but, you know, we also get to see it's, it's another chance for a team to add something to their resume, to show a performance. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll watch every phase of the game and see exactly how the teams perform. That was one of my questions and just something I personally wanted to know. And I'm sure a lot of other college football fans want to know, what does it look like 
in that room when you actually do watch football together? Is there popcorn or there bean bags or there recliners? Like, what does that look like? Well, there's no bean bags and, and, and recliners, but we are all in a couple of rooms with multiple TVs. Um, no shortage of food, so there's plenty of popcorn and chips um, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's 13 committee members and staff watching the games, um, talking about them as they unfold. Um, you know, every little piece of it. Um, you know, just like you would if you were gathering in your living room with uh, 12 of your best friends to watch college football. So you and another committee member or several committee members will talk about the game. Wow, did you see that? Wow, they look very strong. Wow, uh, you know, different elements of the game that you take into account. Sure, we're all there watching it together. Again, there's certain times where there's multiple games going, so we have multiple TVs, um, but we'll be discussing the games right as they're happening. Um, and then when they're over, we'll reconvene in the committee room and, um, and then rehash it all again. When you were in that committee room and you're talking about a team, does respect – or disrespect for a team ever come up? Uh, no, not not in in those terms. I mean, we're looking at a team's performance, yeah. um, and so we spend a lot of time talking about a team's performance, very in, in very specific details. Um, how you know, offense, defense, special teams, maybe even specific players that have a, a significant impact to the game. Maybe even some players that were missing for a certain game. So um, you know, we go into great depth about each and every team. Rob, another thing that uh, I'd like to clear up or like for you to clarify is the relation of, of talking about a team and their conference, right? So with the Utah's, uh, you know, their rise to the top, if you will, a lot of people are saying, oh, the Pac-12, the Pac-12 uh, is back in contention. But really, in reality, what a team does doesn't weigh or not weigh on their conference, if you'll explain mm -hmm. that. No, we don't spend any time talking about conferences. Um, you know, we talk about teams uh, and we look at teams' resumes. And so when we're talking about Utah, for example, we're looking at Utah's resume um, and looking at every game they play and comparing it to the teams around them, whether that be Georgia or Oklahoma or Baylor. That's what we're doing. We're not discussing conferences. Rob, how important are wins versus ranked opponents? Well, obviously, schedule strength is um, something uh, that, that, again, the commissioners put in the protocol. Uh, so that's a piece of it. And, you know, when you have two ranked teams going head to head, that's that's a great way to measure uh, both teams. So it is important. You know, and I also, I think it's worth noting, too, that it's so important. A lot of people say top four, top four, top four, the actual four teams in the playoff. But one through 25, you pay the same amount of time and credit to 25 as you do one. Because let's be real, bowl uh, appearances are on the line, contracts are on the line, bonuses are on the line, trophies are on the line, bragging rights, a lot of things are on the line. And I think it's really important for fans to understand that you do pay attention, really close attention to 24 and 25 and 20 as you do one, two, three, and four. You're exactly right, Rachel. I mean, we typically start out with a pool of teams somewhere in the neighborhood of say 33 to 37. Um, and then, you know, when we get all the way down, we're ranking, we're spending as much time on 21 to 25 and even, you know, the way the pool and the voting system works up on the commuter system, you know, there's teams 26, 27 and 28 that are in the pool as well. So it's even more than 25 that get discussed, but we take that ranking very seriously, uh, for the, for the reasons that you referenced. 
why did the committee keep Ohio State number one and LSU number two? Because a lot of people will say, uh, you know, listen, Rob, LSU had a very dominating performance this weekend. They did. They sure did. LSU had a dominating performance, but so did Ohio State. Ohio <laughs> State went on the road and beat a ranked opponent, a team that we have ranked number 14. That was their fourth win against a ranked opponent. So the answer is yes. LSU had a, a dominant win. Uh, they're an impressive team. Uh, they proved it again, um, but so did Ohio State. All right. Enjoy the popcorn this weekend. Enjoy all the snacks. All the football you're going to watch, we cannot wait for the final and ultimate uh, ranking this weekend. And the bacon, if I remember, and it, my memory serves me correctly, the bacon is really, really good that you guys get served. So thanks so much for your time for the last couple of weeks. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor to do this with you. And I will say this from America, from every college football fan out there, thank you for your service to the College Football Playoff Committee. And thank you for your leadership. And, and just being transparent and taking all of us behind the curtain and helping us really to understand how the process works. Well, it's an, it's, it's an honor to serve, and I appreciate the passion of so many fans that make college football so great. I appreciate you repping the brand um, and taking the time to, to, to connect the fans with what's happening in the committee room. All right. For Rob Mullins, I'm Rachel Barbeau. Enjoy your championship weekend as we march down to the college football playoff and for all the marbles. Have a great night, folks.